0: All right, well, let me open some word of prayer, and we'll, uh, we'll jump in. Lord, thanks for this morning and for our time together and uh, for this technology that allows us to connect uh, to to folks and uh, for our struggle. Lord, so we lift all this up to you. Thank you for it in Christ's name. Amen. Okay, um, Gloria had a question that starts off with, so I want to answer that, and then we'll uh, we'll. Um, so, so give us a little bit of the background of what's going on. So, so you had a meeting with a lady.
1: Yeah, I was talking to a friend, and um, we were talking about, um, I don't know how we talked about, but she said that she, she would have left her husband to keep the a minute to his nation's but it was too so late for was already So anyway, um, you know, I asked her, would that have divorce? if Yes. that's not from God?" And then uh, she said, "Well, you know, the Bible says that uh, we live in your house, your, your sister, your brother, oh. and it, doesn't, it doesn't mean that." <laughs> so, so that's how I was able to, try, it doesn't mean that, if I could explain. Oh. Um, the right way. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, what what verse are you looking at? <laughs> okay. So. Okay. So. Um, all
0: right. So let's talk about this. Okay, let me let me approach it this way. Just use logic for like three seconds. Right. Um, so you're going to get on a plane and go to a foreign country where you don't speak the language. and somehow this is in service to God. Could you have done that 100 years ago? Yeah, there was no plane. Right, uh, and so uh, everybody sat around and contemplated how they could go to foreign countries to share, no, everybody sat around and contemplated how they're gonna eat for the rest of the day, right? You don't work, you don't eat. We didn't sit around and search the internet and you know, look on Facebook and have you know, 30 hours of time to waste in a 24 hour day. Um, and so service to the Lord was service in your family, You didn't even live in a, in a town. You go back 200 years, um, 300 years, you go back before the Industrial Revolution, towns were not, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't feed yourself in a town. You had to grow your own food. You to, um, most people lived in a right. And so all of this is just nonsense. It's just, it's, it's created um, nonsense um, that some, and it's in all the churches, right? So we, we develop this, this notion that somehow, if I go over there, wherever the quote there is, I can serve God better than where you are now. So let me get this right. She's going to divorce her husband. Serve the Lord. Just say that slowly until it makes sense. That's what I tell you. Just keep saying that slowly till it makes sense. And when it makes sense, then divorce your husband. It's just nonsense. It's crazy um, Yeah, so so the church would choose a missionary to go out. Uh, go out where? I don't know to the next town,
1: the next you know. Um, you know, so church planning and evangelism uh, was 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 part
0: of it. So so now t- turn to Matthew chapter nineteen, and there's course <clears throat> this uh, this passage. Uh, gets, uh, it is in all of the. Uh, uh, it's in Mark uh,
1: ten and Luke, uh, Luke, eighteen. Um, um,
0: and so Jesus is teaching his disciples. Now, who are his disciples? I mean, you have to know who these disciples are, right? Okay, hold your finger uh, and go to um let's let's let, let, this will take some time but i want you to see how this this works because you can't just pick a verse in isolation and make it mean whatever you want that's what this lady's doing and it is so frustrating it is just i'm getting old and grumpy and kind of tired of it i've not had enough of it you know you know uh it's just i'm frustrated with people who do this and they wouldn't read anything else that nothing but they somehow do it here so turn to ephesians chapter 4. Let me just walk you through some um, and we'll just kind of go through it and sound out some of the big words and see if it makes any sense so in chapter chapter 4 paul is explaining how this prayer to the that he has for the ephesians is going to take place how they're going to come to have a spirit of knowledge and wisdom and, and truth and understanding, okay? And so, um, he's explained it for three chapters, and then he's going to sum it up. Therefore, there is one body. That one body is the church, I mean, four four, And one spirit. The Holy Spirit indwells the body. as chapters 1 through 3. Uh, there is one hope, return of Christ. One call, the calling to Christ. One Lord, one faith. One that one baptism, but to each one, verse four, he has given a uh, uh, of us. Uh, uh, to each one of us, grace has been given according to the measure of Christ's gift. He gave some
1: as apostles,
0: right, and some as prophets, and some as evangelists, and some as pastors, and some as teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the works of service, for the building up of the body of Christ. Okay. Apostle is a sent one. Okay. If you had a letter and you sent the letter to the next town, you had commissioned an apostle to take the letter to the you did, okay. So Christ commissions the apostles to take the message they were followers, now they're sent ones. But not all are apostles, are they? Okay. Um, so these are people uh, identified in the church for the equipping of the saints for works of service. Okay. Turn over to 1 Corinthians. Uh, turn back to 1 Corinthians, chapter 12. Now concerning spiritual gifts, I do not want you to be unaware You know that when you were uh, pagans, you were led astray by dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking in the Spirit of God says Jesus is a person, No one says Jesus is Lord except by the Spirit." Now there are a variety of gifts of the same Spirit. So how many spirits are there? One. And where does the Spirit dwell? In the body. Um, There are a variety of effects, but the same God who works out all things. But to each one, a manifestation of the Spirit has been given for the common good. To one is given a word of wisdom, through the Spirit. Another, word of knowledge, through the same Spirit. And it continues, right? So the purpose of the spirits, verse 12, for even as the body is one, yet it has many members, and all of the members are of the same body though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ, for by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, right, so there's one body, the spirit dwells in the body, and you are a member of the body if you are baptized into Christ of faith, okay? for the body is not one member, verse 14, but many, right, so it continues. And he goes down and he says, uh, look at verse 28. So so now you are Christ, y'all are Christ's body, verse 27. And individually members of it. Does that make sense? He's saying this in every single book. And God has appointed in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing and helps and everything. All are not apostles, are they? Answer? No. And in the Greek construction, they have a construction that if the question is asked in this way, the answer is no. So it's, all are not apostles. Not all are apostles, are <clears throat> they? Of course not. <laughs> um, uh, are all uh, prophets? No. Not all are teachers, are they? No. Not all workers, no. No. Not all have the... To- no, no, right, to each one. And so some were sent out to be apostles. They were the apostles. Who's Paul talking about when he's talking about apostles? He's talking about himself. Yeah, Paul's talking about himself. He says, you're not an apostle. That's what's going on in First Corinthians. Right? Now, go back to the story of the Gospels. Just tell me the story. What's going on? Jesus shows up, and what does he do? He baptized, Holy Spirit, then what does he do? Chooses chooses his disciples. Uh, And why does he choose his disciples? Because they're going to go from his followers to the ones that are sin, right? Okay, so go to Acts chapter one. So, So all we're doing here is we're just reading the story uh, we're just reading parts of the story. So Acts chapter 1, it says uh, Judas now has rejected the Lord. He has uh, died, all that. Okay. And so uh, the disciples are there, Christ ascends, um, and the eleven are named. And Peter up. stood up in the midst of the brethren, 15 and gathering about 120 persons uh, there, the bre- brethren of uh, the scripture had to be fulfilled. Verse 16, which the Holy Spirit foretold by the mouth of David concerning Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. For he was counted among us and received his, uh, his portion in this ministry. Now this man acquired a field of the price of the wickedness of all uh, and, and so let it be known to all who are living in Jerusalem um, that uh, he bought this field, it's called the field of blood, right? the heckle, down, heckle field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, let his homestead be a desolation, uh, and no man dwell in it, and his office be given to another. Verse 21, it is therefore necessary that the men who accompanied us all the time that the Lord, uh, Lord Jesus went in and out among us Beginning with the baptism of John, until the day that he was taken up from us, one of those, one of these should become a witness with us of his resurrection. I want you to stop and think about that. One of them should become a witness of us of his resurrection. They're going to pick among those who were with him the whole time. Weren't they all the witnesses? So well, then they're going to pick one to be eleven. weren't they all supposed to go on world missions? Did you catch that? Well, they pick one. And they prayed. Uh, they they, they were before two men, Joseph and Uh, uh and they prayed and um, they drew lots, and the lot fell to Matthias, and they numbered him among the eleven. Okay. Now, so. So they're, gonna, they're picking one after Jesus is gone to, uh, to join their group. Who are, these are the ones who are going to provide the eyewitness testimony to the world okay? All right. now. Now go back to Matthew 19, Luke 18, Mark 10. Okay? Now what's going on here? Israel has rejected the Christ. So Jesus is now teaching parables to his disciples. And he is going to call them to do something. What's he going to call them to do? Uh, Remember, this comes right after the rich young ruler. Remember, the rich young young ruler says, what do I have to do? He says, sell everything, give it to the poor, and follow me. And he says, well, I can't do that. Uh, And Peter answered and said to him, verse 27, behold, we left everything and followed you. What then will there be for us? Kind of the wrong question, isn't it? What do we get? And Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, uh, who have followed me in the generation when the Son of Man shall sit on his glorious throne, you shall sit upon 12 thrones. Okay. Judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Is that for everybody? Who is that for? And everyone who has left uh, houses, or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or children, or farms, for my name's sake, shall receive many times as much and shall inherit eternal life. Okay, now. Oh, more, inclusive. more inclusive. yeah. Okay. Uh, this is in verse 29.
1: 19.
0: 1929. Everyone who has left houses, and brothers and sisters and father and mother or children or farms for my name's sake, shall receive many times as much and shall inherit eternal life. Look at uh, so let's look at uh, but the but many who are first will be last and last first. Okay. Now before we leave Matthew, I want you to show you what this author is doing here. Okay. Then he continues. He says, "Now let me tell you of story." Right. I want you to notice that there's there's no black words in between the red words of verse 30 and the next verse, chapter 20. Verse 20. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who's went out in the morning to hire laborers for the vineyard. So he tells them the story. Right? Um, look at verse 16. Thus, the last shall be first and the first last. Did you catch that? So whatever he says in between Chapter uh, 19, verse 30, and chapter 20, verse 16 <coughs> explain what he means by the last we first the first we last. Does that make sense? Right? So if you want to know what it means, the last to be first, the first to be last, uh, you read it, and you sound that big <laughs> you don't make it up for yourself. Now uh, go back, go to uh, chapter 11, of, uh, I'm sorry, chapter um, 18. Of uh, of Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke.
1: But how did Jesus write before to go into what you've been reading? He talks about the Lord in Matthew 19, uh, five
0: through nine. Uh, yes, but. But that's in the context of Israel rejecting the Lord and joining himself to others, yeah. Uh, yeah, so there, there are these divorce, but the given is God hates divorce.
1: God,
0: when you reject the Lord and go attach yourself to other gods, this is in every prophet in the Old Testament, you've committed adultery, right? You've rejected the Lord, you've attached yourself to another, and that's adultery, it's divorce. Right? You divorce yourself from the Lord and attach yourself to another. Um, God hates divorce. It's just that simple. So that truth in a personal relationship becomes the look. If it's true in a personal relationship, and the Lord is the, the bridegroom of of the woman in Israel, and you do the same thing, right? So that that's the analogy. So so so. Uh, um, Luke chapter 18, Um, now in Luke chapter 18, Peter said, Behold, we've left our homes to follow you, right? Uh, So this is uh, uh, 18.28, right after the rich young ruler, okay? Uh, Now, um, Luke does this differently. Look at verse 14, it says, Everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and everyone who humbles himself will be exalted. And Luke says that several times in the Gospel of Luke. Right? And so um, the rich young ruler, leave everything, follow me. Peter says, behold, we've left our houses and followed you He said, truly, truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, who shall not receive many more times as much at this time and in the age to come eternal life at this time. What's he talking about here? And what's going on here? Um, In the gospels, uh, Christ, uh, uh, he, he comes and he's gonna set house against house, right? People are going to reject you, kill you because you follow the Lord. And so you will, Lose your family, right? Because you identify with Christ. Now, uh, now there's there's instruction uh, given in First Corinthians by Paul on. Okay, so what happens if you are if you come to faith uh, and um, you are you're you're married, you come to faith, and your husband wife is a non believer? What do you do? You live with them. Why? Because they might be won over. If they kick you out, then what? Yeah, then that's what we're talking about here. Now, so so they're being kicked out. Um, Now, how will they gain? uh, How does it say back in back in the in this age? How do they gain? Back to chapter 18, Shahelmas 5. Um, wives and brothers uh, who left house uh, shall not receive many uh, times as much at this time. Many more wives, many more brothers, many more parents, many more children at this time. How does that work? How do you gain it at this time? That's exactly right, Anne. The body of water. You had a, two brothers and a sister. Now you have brothers and sisters. You had one house. Now you have many. You have one father, one mother. Now you have many. Does that make sense? You're in the body of Christ. So you you don't divorce your husband, the very picture of Christ's relationship to the church, to go serve the church. What
1: verse? Well,
0: what, that's one of the Matthew nineteen twenty-nine. Yeah. And so th- this is. Yeah, well, it's just pick. It's just picking a verse. And, and unfortunately, what happens is in these these mission organizations, they will sell to to the church that if you're not involved in a mission organization, then you're not a Christian. If you're not going somewhere else, if you're not going to, oh, I'm supposed to home, right? If you're not going to Brazil, if you're not going to Fort Worth, if you're not going somewhere else to serve the people there, you're not really a Christian. Okay, now, my grandmother was born in 1912. right? She never drove a car. Um, it wasn't until very late in her life that she left a mile from her house. Is this abnormal? No, this is absolutely the normal reality for the history of the world. If you didn't have a car, if you didn't have a any means of transportation other than a horse, if you could ride it and you owned one and had enough free time to go, jump on a horse. You didn't go five miles from where you were born your whole life. Five miles. That's pretty good ways. When was the last time you walked more than a half a mile from your house.
1: Right? Unfortunately, last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so
0: somehow we've got to this place where we think that this is normal. This isn't normal. Right, getting on the internet and doing this isn't this isn't that's this isn't church, right? They're, we're barely doing church. Um, we come together once a week for an hour or two. That's not church. I was just gonna make mention to you me know, the
1: prophecy that Christ is making at this point. This is remember, this is delivered to the Jews. And it's gonna cause civil war <laughs> <laughs> no, true. True. Paul goes, he goes to the local synagogue and they throw him out feeding like the sofa, right? Right. It causes such a problem that uh, Roman government gets involved with violence and academic around this issue. Yes. And so it and that's written in Jesus Christ, and there's several other people that write about that. And so there are people there are views. Gentile
0: perspective, and we think we have to make this. We're really not that kind of persecution. Right. Let me, me, yes. So, for those of you online, you can't hear. So, what Chick is saying is that that this was going to cause a rift. This was going to cause division among households. Okay. Let me show you another verse that uh, I, I, this, maybe I should take this as my life. It's a little earlier in the book of Luke. Uh, Now, uh, the great multitudes were going along with him, and he turned and said to them, I'm in chapter 14, verse 25, now verse 26. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and his own mother and his wife and his children. All right, woman, right? This is what Jesus has called me to hate my wife and to hate my children and to hate my mother and to hate my father and even hate my own life. Cannot be my disciple, huh? Well then what's Paul talking about in uh you know husbands love your wives. So Paul doesn't agree with Jesus. Oh
1: Jesus as yourself.
0: As long as it's not your wife or your mother or your father or your brothers or, It's this is just nonsense, it's just
1: such nonsense. Well, well it sounds pretty direct, like right? read it is, it is confusing. So that's what that lady.
0: Well, okay. Okay. So, so let's, let's talk about no, let me talk. Let me show you what's doing. Okay. Yeah. No, that's, that's how we dance around it. Let me show you the context. Okay. All right. So what's going on here? All right. Remember, this is Jews, and this is Pharisees. So you ask a Pharisee, "Why are you saved? Why why are you righteous?" Okay, what is it about the law that made uh, the the, um, the the Jew righteous? Go go up a little bit in chapter fourteen, uh, and he uh, this is in verse twelve. He went in. Uh, And uh, he was uh, went on and said uh, to to say to the one who had invited him when you give a luncheon or dinner or invite your friends or your brothers or your uh, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or your rich neighbors. Okay, there we go. Right. So you don't if you're throwing a party, you don't invite your friends. You don't invite your brothers. You don't invite your relatives. You don't invite your rich neighbors. Unless they invite you in return and you have repayment. So uh, if you ever throw a party, here's who you're supposed to invite. Poor people, crippled people, lame and blind. There you go. Now what's going on here? This is this is the context, right? Uh, In the story of Luke, there are rich people and poor people Okay, and the Pharisees are rich. And what do they think about rich people? Blessed. They're, blessed, They're blessed. right? And who are the blessed ones? Right. The righteous people who do the law. And so if you're not righteous, if you're not blessed, if you're not a Jew, right? I'm blessed because I'm a Jew and I keep the law. From a long line of Jews. Abraham is my father. My family, my lineage justifies me. And Jesus says, your lineage does not justify you. You're, just because you are a son of a Jew or a daughter of a Jew, because of who your mother or father is, does not justify you. Because of who your brother or sister is, does not justify you. Right? And they would even distinguish in between the, their individual Jews. Right? If you were a poor Jew, then what does that mean? You're not blessed. You don't keep the law. That's why you're lame. That's why you're crippled. That's why you are blind. That's why you're poor. We are righteous. You are not. Jesus says, that's from the pit of hell. You're not righteous because of the family you were born to, because of who your relatives are, because of what parties you're Uh, invited to. Of course, this is what's going on in the whole book, right? They're they're inviting their own friends and throwing parties, right? And in between uh, this, uh, everyone who's humbled, himself will be exalted, and everyone who comes to me, let's read read the story in between these two statements, right? Uh, When you throw a party, invite these people, because everyone who hates these people. In between, again, right, just like in chapter uh, 20 of Matthew, 19 of Matthew, you get the same thing here. Uh, and when uh, when one of those who were reclining at the table uh, with him heard this, he said, "Blessed is everyone who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God." And Jesus said to him, "A certain man was giving a dinner. A certain man was giving a big dinner, and he invited many." And at the dinner hour, he sent out his slave to say to those who had been invited, come now, everything is ready. And they all alike began to make excuses. The first one said, I have bought a piece of land. I need to be excused. Um, uh, The other, I bought five uh, yoke of oxen. I need to be excused. The other, I've married a wife. I can't come. And the slave came back and reported this to the master. Then the head of the household became angry and said to the slave, go at once into the streets uh, and the lanes of the city and bring in here the same list, poor and the crippled and the blind and the lame. And the slave said, master, what you've commanded has already been done and still there is room. And the master said to the slave, then go into the highways and into the hedges and compel them to come in, that my house be fulfilled. For I tell you that none of those men who were invited shall taste of my dinner. Now, in the story, there are this is these are the people in Jerusalem, okay? the Pharisees in Jerusalem. They're the ones making excuses. They're the ones rejecting Christ, and the ones who are accepting Christ are the lame and the crippled and the blind and the and the poor, right? And so what's happening, so Jesus says, let me tell you a parable. He's not, it's not a parable like, hey, this is an new story. No, he's saying, let me tell you what's going on here so that you can interpret this. I'm the slave sent out by the master to invite you, and you rejected the invitation, and so I have invited the lame and the poor and the crippled and the blind, and there's still room, and so we're gonna go into the highways and byways, we're going into the diaspora, and we're gonna invite all the Jews, but you're not coming.
1: Yeah, I Mr. To it like that, that's, that's that's
0: the story. That's how stories work.
1: Yeah.
0: Read this. This is how. So so no story. No no movie. The narrator says, "Okay, now let me interpret for you what's going on." This is how. This is how scenes develop. Right. This is. But so so when we're in narrative literature, we're in a story. Uh, you can't just pick something that someone says in the story and say, oh, that's my life verse. But this also can
1: back to Deuteronomy
0: chapter 20. Deuteronomy chapter 20, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, 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 what's happening in the Gospel of Luke, what's happening in the Gospel of Matthew, has great weight on what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying these things in response to these people who are doing certain things in the book, right? Um, it's so ridiculous how we do this. Uh, you know, I've, I've got a son. He's seven years old. Uh, he got up one morning and said, uh, Dad, what time do you want to go get donuts? It's Saturday morning. I said, Any, whatever, whatever you want. Right? Um, now it's you know, uh, 43 years later, uh, and uh, he says, Dad, you said we could get donuts whenever we want. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> this is This is what we're doing. It's just nonsense. It's just ridiculous nonsense. This so hate verse about hate your father. Um, Not
1: leave, uh, 14. Which one?
0: Which?
1: Um,
0: this is in um, 14, um, uh, Luke 14, 26. It's also in Matthew 10, 37. Um, so what you're saying
1: then is, it's really about you don't get here because of the, your genealogy.
0: It, that's exactly right. Like that. Yeah, your genealogy doesn't save you, Mr. Jude. Um, by the way, when you get to the book of Galatians, that's exactly what Paul was in the book. Um, In the Gospels, the the disciples uh, are following Jesus, and he's interacting with the Pharisees. And Jesus says to the Pharisees, um, he's talking to the Pharisees, and they're rejecting Jesus. And Jesus says, "Um, your father is Satan. They say, no, no, our father is Abraham. We follow Moses. Moses, we know. We don't know you. We're disciples of Moses. No, no. If you were a disciple of Moses, you would believe in me, for Moses was with me. If you were followers of Abraham, if you were children of Abraham, you would believe, for Abraham saw my day and rejoiced.
1: Right? So, so excuse me, so this verse 26 and 27? So, is that kind of like saying, if you don't to say, first, if you will make a sweet God my kids, with my mom, my father, with my Is that what these verses mean? If you don't believe that you serve God, I mean,
0: you know, just... no, 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 it's saying if you think you're justified because of who you are, you're not. Your genealogy means nothing. Your skin color means nothing. Your ethnicity means nothing. Right. the impl- there are implications for us if you think that you're righteous that god loves you because of who you are and what you've done i am uh you know my father is the mayor of you know god doesn't care about who your father is and written, you shouldn't care about this this right. i've
1: written in the margin that this verse of the section was meant for the pharisees mm-hmm. not Directed to us. that's the Pharisees that they think they're righteous because they're Jews, because of their family heritage. Mm-hmm. So that's what it's talking about. Mm-hmm. When it talks about brothers and, brothers and fathers and their family heritage, like their Jewish from heritage. The,
0: the whole book of Luke, that's what it's doing. So from chapter 5, turn to chapter 5 of Luke. But
1: it, 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 all that 27 27. Yeah. Oh, uh, sounds like, they're making like I can't
0: well, yeah, remember, yeah, the, what's the big dinner? What's the marriage?
1: Dinner?
0: The kingdom, yeah. Um, he's saying you're making excuses to not get into the kingdom. Now, how do you get into the kingdom? They're going, are
1: they Chew. Says,
0: oh, oh. no, no. Blessed is everyone who eats in the kingdom. Uh, listen to what he says. He says, oh, by the way, yeah, that's true. Blessed is everyone who eats uh, in the, you know, in the dinner feast great. Uh, the problem is you're not coming. You're not in there because you're making excuses. See, all right? Um, Jesus does this all the time. He, he, he does this all. So these, so the gospels are narrative. all right So you can't just go in there and pick a verse. Um, you can do this all the time. Uh, I don't know. I just looked here, verse thirteen, uh, chapter thirteen. And behold, there was a woman. Uh, who was 18, for 18 years, had a sickness. Okay. Uh, and so, um, Jesus, well, you can only touch Jesus after you've had 18 years of sickness. you got to have time to suffer. What? That's the type of ridiculous stuff that we do, and it just is tiring. But
1: can you help Gloria, like, with a shortcut to explain that verse to her friend? Because she probably won't be able to go through all the stuff you went through to explain that to her, right? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> 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 it's just it's a lot of it's a lot of it's hard. It's hard. I don't. Think it's
0: hard. Okay, now look, everybody's got to approach this differently from your own personality. So, if if I had a student who came up and asked me that, I'd look him right. You, you of course, you know I. I'd look him right in the eye and I'd say. That might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my whole life. Let me get this right. Do
1: right.
0: Well, now, why would I do it like that? Because I want to get their attention and say, "This is the. This is. This is absolutely ridiculous. I can't believe that you are naive, foolish enough, stupid enough to think that you're serving God by divorcing your husband." Sounds like, big- <laughs> so like um,
1: but after
0: but this is there's a bigger issue at work here <laughs> and and this is why I want us to be aware of it is because um, you'll hear this type of stuff uh, you know all over the place you well know, what they want you to do right um, Send in fifty dollars and I'll send you this this bless this blessing shoal or some some blessing towel or something. It's just nonsense. It's just just look, how do you serve the Lord? Tell her this is how you serve the Lord, right where you are. Serve the Lord right where you are. Love your husband. Take him to take her to all the verses where serve the Lord, love your husband. Your husband, love your wife. Fathers, train your kids. Don't uh, exacerbate your children. You're not going to win merit in heaven by going over there and doing what she's not doing it here. What makes you think she's going to do it over there? If you're not doing it here, save the trip, save the gas money.
1: And it's like interesting contract that which were they were not doing that. They uh there weren't anything
0: like time. Right. So it was interesting to do like what a what It's easy to get on a plane, go to somewhere and have some experience, um, emotional experience. This is nothing more than this goes back to um, a period in the church where it was the beginning of Christian manipulation, um, tent revival meetings. They never held the tent revival in, in town. They always held it out in the boondocks so that people had to get up, put a put their wagon together, drag their, drag out there, sleep in the dirt for four days um, where they were, um, it's Christian camping is what it is, right? Youth Christian camp. It's the same concept. You take them out there, you wear them down, uh, you take them to some mountaintop. They've got to have some mountaintop experience some starry night experience, some fire camp light experience, uh, where you have the emotional cry call. It's, it's the altar call in microscopic form or, or in grand form, right? And so then, you know, they got to come to Jesus. You got to dedicate. You got to go back. And then they go back and guess what? They go back to the same old stuff. I know.
1: The you know, Holy Spirit for it is something that. I know a lot of people come to Christ that way and their whole life starting to the
0: Lord. But, but he can use all kinds of stuff. True.
1: Sure, but, but that's... But
0: the.
1: the it's mean, a long life, Scott's crazy Sacrifice their family because it's are
0: the church and it's it's manipulation it, the, the purpose of it from the core was manipulation and then the church starts to do it because it works not because it's built on any sound uh, theological principle and so pragmatism rules the day so why do we do what we do we do it because it works Well, why do we do it I don't know it works because a guy named Charles Finney who rejected Christ Who rejected the substitutionary atonement, who rejected uh, that Jesus was the perfect man, Uh, he taught that Jesus was an example. And that if you don't live a holy life, you will die just like Jesus did. And so it is the job of the preacher to convince the people to live a holy life. And so let's drag them out into the boom docks and let's get them tired and let's wear them down because the Spirit is willing, you know, but the flesh is weak, right? And so we've got to wear down the flesh so that you'll, it's just manipulation and it's horrible theology, and we continue to do it in the church, right? And so what begins with horrible theology is propitiated, uh, uh, what's the word? Propagated, uh, repeated uh, by pragmatism because it works,
1: right?
0: Yeah, and so Christian camping today, for the most part, is built on the theology of Charles Finney. Right.
1: Why? Those people serve God for really long, and they're trying to basically earn their way by knowing and rejecting their father.
0: In experientialism is that, you know, so that you have this experience. And so then you're always trying to reproduce the experience, the emotional, you know, so you've got to have another emotional something mountaintop or, you know, you're not really saved, or, you know, I'm just, my, I'm spiritually dry. Or, it's just, it's just nonsense. So, so this stuff frustrates me um, because we have, we're so far led astray from what sound doctrine is in the church. Jesus can work with the lights on the Holy Spirit, work with the lights on. You do to turn the lights off. You don't need to campfire. Come to Jesus, right? Um, well, you know, but they just don't. Have you shared the gospel with them? Um, so, so all of this is just the, the source of it is really bad teaching in the church. And in can we start with parachurch organizations? Um, parachurch.
1: Oh I have uh, a Yeah. So, I'm afraid to ask. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I, I just don't want to go to square one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It says and everyone who has left houses or brothers. Mm-hmm. Who has left, you say something about that? Uh,
0: who's he talking? Who's Jesus talking to? If I'm,
1: if I'm, um, Wait, if I'm kicked out, okay, this means that maybe somebody that is, becomes a Christian and you know you might get kicked out by your husband that is not a Christian. Is is that what it means or no? That's
0: not what he's, that's not, he's talking to the disciples. The disciples have left their uh, fishing camp. They left their father and their mother. Uh, okay, the him. person who's here, it's
1: talking about to the disciples.
0: Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, so he then sends them out. So, so now let's talk you know, earlier in Matthew, right? So we're in Matthew 19. Let's talk about in Matthew chapter 10. In Matthew chapter 10, Jesus sends his disciples out, those who have left everything, sends them out and sends them out to share the gospel with people, to go into these towns. If they receive you, they receive him. If they reject you, they reject him. Right? If they welcome you into their house, great. Right? Uh, if they don't, dust off your feet and go on down the road. So they're not supposed to take any money with them, any, you know, story right um, That's not talking about world missions. It's not talking about missionaries who are not supposed to take any money and only wear one coat. <laughs> it's not what it's talking about. It's talking about Jesus sending his disciples out to see how Israel is going to respond to this message. Right? These disciples... Have they lost everything to follow left everything to follow him yes what do you mean left everything uh they had the fishing business and they left the fishing business and they're following jesus following him how spiritually no they're walking with him. right they're walking with him. um so that was talking
1: to specific people in a specific kind of place it wasn't directed at
0: you know. it wasn't there jesus was talking to the author is recording Jesus talking to his disciples.
1: So well, they left their houses, their brothers, their sisters. Yep. yep. For God's name.
0: For, for, for God's name. For what purpose? Because they were going to be the eyewitnesses. Right? I'm not an eyewitness. I didn't see nothing. All I have is this this is the eyewitness account recorded for us right and so um if we all go somewhere else let's talk about missions if we all go somewhere else what have we accomplished if if we in brenham go to you know so okay well we can't stay here so everybody's got to go somewhere else and if you're in, in any missions organization they're going to tell you you can't go anywhere in america or anywhere that's english speaking what's hilarious about that is um, uh, one of the most, uh, one of the places where missionaries are being sent to now is America. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Because we're doing such a stellar job of sharing the gospel here. Uh, we've got uh, uh, missionaries coming from China to America to share the gospel with uh, with Americans.
1: Oh,
0: I, yeah, there's probably some. <laughs> yeah, I had one. Uh, we we're on one conference call with a church or a student who's in China. And um, the, the government had come in and just destroyed the building, kicked them all out of the building and told them they're not allowed to. Be. And, uh, and so one of the professors responses, well, well, we'll pray for you for another place to meet. And we'll pray. and this guy looked at it, looked at the screen like, what? He, he says, the church isn't the building. We're gonna meet. We don't need a building to meet. I'm thinking, here's this church plant pastor who's got little to no theological training, who understands the church better than the American, you know, scholar who doesn't know what the church is. Church isn't a building.
1: American people, American citizens, and you come out there and serve, and they see the happy, contented people who don't even know when their next meal is coming from, to them. That impacts them, and they realize, realize, what
0: they are, where they are. And yeah, but it's but it's Americans, right? So, uh, hey, you little spoiled brat kid, you need to recognize that you don't need to be a spoiled brat. So let us take you over there, not to serve the people there, not but to actually share the gospel there. But to scold you so that you will shave
1: up—that's
0: <laughs> not a goal cool of a mission trip. <laughs> Paul says, "All right, Timothy, come with me because I need to teach you that you're a spoiled brat." What? No. What are we doing? It's just nonsense, and that's what youth mission trips has turned into.
1: Well, and that's why the Bible Paul talks about a lot about false teaching, false prophets because they creep in unnoticed, and we don't know the difference because we don't take the time to read this word and read all of it.
0: And then, and then live in accordance with it.
1: Yes, and right. be an obedient right where
0: you're at. Right where are we are. Yes. Right? And so if we can get to the understanding that the church isn't the place where we meet on Sunday, you know, to answer a theological question. The church is a is a people who are to live in the community in such a way that the world will see the way that we live, the way that we love one, another, and will share Christ with. Them.
1: That's common, I know really was talking about, trying to divide That is all about basically just getting rid of the church, Christianity, religion, everything. That's where we're headed and so we move them underground. Yeah, we
0: do if you've ever been involved in a church plant where they yeah. don't have a building, you'll realize that the church is more of the church when it doesn't have the building mm-hmm. and the programs. Then once they get the building and the programs, then the church becomes the building and the programs. Yeah, not the people who are doing life together. Um and so yeah, so that that's frustrating. So um uh, and the reason it frustrates me so much, Gloria, is not because of, of what this—the like, problem is not what this lady individually is thinking. Where'd she get this? Where was she taught this garbage? That, and and, and it was in, it's in the camp. It's, it's the Christians, the, quote, Christians. I'm not saying they're not Christians. I'm saying it's, it's Christian mission organizations and, and the, quote, church that's, that's teaching this ridiculous garbage. It's garbage, right? Uh, You don't have to go be a world missionary to serve God faithfully. Um, You can serve God faithfully and never lead a single soul to Christ. You know that. You love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all of your soul. Um, You know, we we used to go out to... um, to Montana, places in Montana, Idaho, and all. That. There are houses that there's nobody around for 40, 50, 60 miles. Right? And it's been that way for a long, long time. Well, they got to move to town and become a, you know, serve the Lord where you are. And that looks different for a judge a tree trimmer for a seminary professor for a housewife or what um, but it's all serving god faithfully and if you're married that's where it starts and if you have children that's next and then if you're in a church that's next the people uh, your your family your relatives the people you do like
1: that, that's next how about up how about um in a place where you're so far away from a church but you don't have to be a church. But how about the ones that are in a place where there's a church? Um you know because people also say oh well I can just do my Bible at the house or I can just watch TV. I don't have to go to church.
0: We do very well to get rid of TV mm-hmm. evangelists. We do very well to get rid of but how
1: do you how do you I mean
0: we would do well to get rid of printed Bible studies and um, people writing books for Christians to read.
1: A lot of people now don't feel like they need to be part of a church community.
0: Because where are they getting that? They're getting it from the church.
1: I I think she's contrasting what you said about. If you live 50, Mm -hmm. 60 miles from people and stay at your house and that's your mission field that's your church, yeah. How do you explain and that? And it's people are using be, that excuse yeah. that they don't
0: want to be a church because I mean, I they don't say, have um, a church. Well, well, to not, yeah, not have a church, so so they did the best they could, right? So, um,
1: the ones that do have a church, those fight it's it's yeah. uh, uh, so, our, well, because of our love for the Lord, we it. I mean, we, the body we, Christ, we yeah,
0: the body price If you say you love the Lord and you don't serve his body. You don't love the Lord. You've got a really distorted view of what it means to serve the Lord. You're not serving the Lord, you're serving yourself. If you're going on a mission trip so that your kids will shape up, you're not serving the Lord, you're not serving the body of Christ, you're serving yourself so that your kids won't be such spoiled brats. (laughs) That's that's self-serving, right? Um, To love the Lord is to love the church, to love the body of Christ not the buildings. Couldn't care less about the buildings. Um, the you know, the programs, the procedures, the landscaping, but none of that matters. None of it matters. It's not the church. Church is the people. You can still so, leave. So it in not home. It doesn't
1: matter where you're at. By your works,
0: you can meet in a church in a bus with gus in a hole with a bowl here there
1: anyway.
0: Yeah.
1: people. one Yeah. Yeah. And
0: yeah, yeah, I need to yeah so so um
1: it's not people that
0: yeah, well, the mission organizations who sent these people untrained, theologically untrained people to fall places with no real way to succeed. It's shameful, all right? Uh, but it's become commonplace. It's
1: it's, so, it's frustrating. It's so very what I tell? It's two groups of people. I mean, what do I tell, tell them you need, to, you need to be a judge? You don't have to be a
0: judge. Well, look,
1: they say, the reality is through the
0: internet and through all this stuff. There, it, look, if you were in Montana in 1740, and you were born on a ranch 30 you know, five miles away from anybody. The reality of the situation was, you know, if you had your uh, a copy of the Bible, that was great. Um, if you were in the 1400s, you didn't have a Bible, uh, and so you know, um, that was the guy coming on the wagon um, to share the gospel with you. Um, that's not our reality. We just make excuses for why oh, we don't want to go to church now. You know, look at this. You, could, you can uh, be part of a community of believers over the internet. Um, okay. But, uh, you
1: know, it's interesting to be sorry, you know, I worked the second act last night. You know, I went to the church service that I attended. And I was, you know, I, I sang along. The and I've got a flip part now. I'm used to straying. Um, uh, you know, Right. Yeah. Yeah, the, um you the You a lot of people are saying, I don't want to be part of the It depends on the audience about, That person doesn't want to be in the there's something wrong with the difference the, the person who's in that short state in my house there. Each one of those is going to be a different conversation. reach that person is going to be? You don't have to pay your response you. But you've got to find out what they say a church is. And if there is definition going to a building, it's just being a part of the people, and they don't have a to walk away, that's not a church very much. Mm-hmm. And redefining what a church is is. What a body or is like supposed to be in a life, and you to be in that body. Well, need to be that. Well and,
0: that's
1: and what i yeah. do that
0: maybe it's not
1: like that, but not be kind of supposed a body that's actually really like I, I have a little really tough discussion with the time that you really do want to be able to
0: So what I would say to this lady is, um, if she's genuine, I don't have any reason to think she's not, you you gotta re explain, you gotta explain to her serving the Lord faithfully. Or someone who's married is serving your spouse faithful. And if you have children, then that's next. And then so the fact that she's married, and um, we have we have students who are uh, two two you know married couple both go to seminary, and one of them wants to be a missionary and the other one doesn't. What do you do with that?
1: Right.
0: Well If you're married to a person who doesn't want to be a missionary, uh, then two things have to happen Um, either their heart's got to change, or you weren't called to missions. You were called to missions. See, I I love when someone says, Well, I've been called to uh, missions in Hawaii. (laughs) Me too. But yeah, that uh, I'm for missions <laughs> in Hawaii. Yeah. Um we're all called the missions. We just think that missions is somewhere else. Your mission is right here in front of you.
1: And it never stops.
0: It's where your feet are. It's your family, your husband, your wife, your kids, the, the people that you see every single day when you're trimming trees or swinging the gavel and saying, hey. You better shape up, or <laughs> that's a that's a mission. Um, that's
1: why the office of deacon is don't need to manage the church.
0: That's exactly that's right. And and the word deacon means mm-hmm. servant. Sir The
1: is here. Yeah, Right. right. My daughter went on the fresh out of college. Every hair on her head. I hate to say that. She went on 11 month And she had a little bit of uh, training in Georgia. We were brought was So we really didn't have, didn't understand. Looked at, do that would know. She went to uh she know one mission uh the governments not probably right now, but uh, Swaziland mm-hmm. could just on and on all the way through to uh Malaysia you know, then she came back right and put two other ones out. Mm-hmm. That right there came never hair of. her head to where uh well, I was well, going to push you. Right. So changed. Just show no one doesn't see that. This is look at the same. You know, right. So, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so one of
0: the things that happens, and we see this a lot, is that when when people leave America they realize the church isn't American church.
1: Yeah.
0: The, 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 the American church isn't church. The church is what they see outside of America. Not always. But in other words, if, if you if you get rid of everything that is distinctly American <clears throat> from what we call church, what are you left with? And 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 that's what you'll see. Uh, in some places, not all, uh, but in some places, uh, in missions, and and for for many, it opens their eyes to this is what the church is, is called to be. And then when they come back to America, or the westernized, it's really in the West, we're just not as far down the road as the church in England, Germany, Europe, the church is dead there. The church is dead here too, it's just we don't recognize it as dead yet, but um, it's, it's in many ways the American church is non-Christian. Not that there aren't Christians in the church, but what we do is not Christian. And, um, and so we continue to teach, um, force people to think through the scriptures. Um, and I don't want to, um, we're all a product of kind of what we've come up in and, um, and when you see the church throughout history, uh, which is what some of what seminary training allows you to do, which is very helpful, you realize, uh, and then your eyes are open to places around the world. and you see something distinctly different than what we're doing, and they call it church, like this Chinese church, you say, wait a second, that's not church. Either they're not church or we're not church. Or we need to think through what church is. Uh, and uh, when you think through what church is spiritually, uh, church is the body of Christ. I would say if you ask most people what's the church, they point to a building. Maybe even an ark. Our- congregation.
1: I think the study of Revelation helps us to understand the depravity of some of the churches because he mm-hmm. says to a, one, you think you're rich, but you're poor, but you're poor. Yeah. and then the other, you think you're alive, but you're dead. Mm-hmm. You lost your first love. To me, that's very convictive, um, sure it
0: because it's very sad. Sure it so it's a great question. Um, uh, and we kind of, it, I don't know, we hit a nerve here. she hit a nerve with me, because what frustrates me is not is that this, this woman would think this, but I know where she got it. And that just gets me all kind of frustrated, that we're teaching such garbage in our churches, that we're leading people to the point where they would say something like, The Lord is calling me to leave my husband to go on a mission trip.
1: What? You're actually telling her to sin. Yes. That's the problem. For the you're going to sin here so you can go do good over here. That, that doesn't work.
0: Yeah, just just crazy, crazy. So be faithful where you're, where
1: you're.
0: Chat comment. Let's see here. And then we, we need to close it up here. Uh, Where is my chat? There we go. Chat. Keep ruining all the forces. Sal, yeah. I feel like everyone thinks that you think missions are worthless, and
1: I think you probably need to. I think maybe some organizations feel well. There's some
0: value there. Oh no, I don't think missions are worthless. I I think that missions. Well, I think we've redefined missions in such a way that um, that if you that if you're not on a mission trip, you're not serving the Lord. I got a giant problem with that. Um, if you're not serving the Lord, you're not serving the Lord. And going on a mission trip is not going to fix that. If your church isn't serving the community where it's at, don't tell me about you're going to go somewhere else and serve that community. Again. If you're not serving the Lord where you are, don't tell me that going somewhere else is going to change that. It's not. Right? And so, um, so, the, 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 so the, the problem I have with missions, some missions organizations, is the same problem I have with with parachurch ministry. They say, "Well, uh, if the church was doing it, then we wouldn't have to do it." And I say, "Well, if you were doing it in the church, then you wouldn't need the parachurch ministry to do it." So don't blame the church for what the church isn't doing, right? or what you're doing outside of the church. Uh, Do it in the church, and then the church would be doing it. See, because they have uh, the whole notion of, think about para-church. That's a bad definition of the church. If you are in the body of Christ, you're in the church, and everything you do is in the church. There is no outside the church ministry to Christians outside the church. Does that make sense? Uh, and so should missions be done? Sure. Where should it start? Uh, where you are. And then if we figure out how to do it well here, and then let's talk about the next town over. And then if we can do it in the next town over, then maybe we can do it a little further away. right? Um, but if everybody goes somewhere else, that seems to be what we got wrong here. Then we need people from somewhere else to come to Brenham to do missions. Because last time I checked, there's a bunch of unbelievers here, right?
1: I think there's one mission that I heard about that makes sense, not in go over there yeah the water for the people that that's a
0: great gift. yeah they don't need water they
1: they don't need water
0: how they got are they still alive when yeah, they got water barely well water is not what they need they need the gospel they don't need convenience look what convenience has gotten us I, I think a lot of those places bring the gospel when they
1: drill
0: the well. world. So yeah. That's part of their whole mission. I, uh, if I was out there, I would want donuts. Yeah, let me close. Lord, thanks for our day uh, today. Helping us or causing us to think about these things and it's challenging. Um, but uh, Lord, we pray that you continue to challenge uh, What we think about the church, what we think about the body of Christ, how uh, we understand and how we can uh, serve the body of Christ uh, faithfully, where we are.
1: Um, So Lord, uh, help us in all of that is our prayer in Christ's name. Amen.